Okay, this is Eric and Brian, and you are on the Game Trail Podcast with guest again, Vic. Hello, all. <laughs> He's back again in episode two. Or no, it's three, sorry. We're going to talk about bows, guns, and muzzle loaders. Why we use them, why we don't use them, why we like them, why we hate them. Are there units that are better to hunt with one weapon versus another weapon? These are all good questions, right? They're very good questions. Vic, what do you like to, for, to hunt with? No, I'm a rifle hunter myself, only because I haven't been exposed to bows as much. Um, so for me, it's rifle, but I'm uh, trying to get the other way and get into bow hunting. Because <laughs> I think with the bow hunting, you can get up and close to animals, which I haven't experienced so much yet. And that's something I'm looking forward to, calling a man. And, you know, it's another aspect of hunting. So that's kind of where I'm shooting for. See, I'm, I would say 90% of the time I bow hunt, that's because when I was a very young lad, my mom wouldn't let me own a gun. <laughs> so very young sorry. lad. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's, sorry. Well, that's true. Uh, she that's she didn't trust me with a gun. And so I'm like, how do I get around this? I was like, well... A bow hunt, you know, why wouldn't somebody trust you with a bow, right? Well, I think so. everybody starts off uh, hunting with their with their rifles. You know, that's when you grow up shooting BB guns and pellet guns. You know, everybody had that first little BB gun, that Red Rider BB gun. You know, and that's what you kind of grow up on. Like myself, you know, I that's what I grew up rifle hunting, and then you know, I kind of transitioned a little bit into the bow hunting as I got older and it was just me and my brother and we used to just shoot like crazy in the backyard never really hunted but we shot bows like crazy um but my very first hunt was with a rifle and I did hunt with a muzzleloader as well a few times and I've had some bad experiences <laughs> with uh, with muzzleloader and we'll get into that a little bit later guys but they could be dangerous you know and that's a uh, part of my mishap with the muzzle so, loader well, out of the three which one did you like which one do you like the most or is there not myself really? i mean i love to bow hunt and <clears throat> just the reason behind bow hunting for me is it's a it's a challenge you have to get close you have to play the wind um you got to be sneaky quiet you know and being able to get up close and personal with the animal i think is true hunting and that's why I like the bow hunt and I like the challenge of it and anything you shoot with a bow in my opinion is a trophy no matter what the size of the animal is but uh, hunting with a rifle is is good and it's fun also I've taken animals down with a rifle do, not with the muzzleloader but I've do you killed. prefer one over the other or is it doesn't matter it you doesn't just, matter it just, you know it, it it all depends on what I draw for or what I put in for. I mean, I'll, if I'm able to go hunting, no matter what weapon it is, I'm more than happy to do it. Yeah. <clears throat> Vicky, obviously I haven't bow hunted yet, but when it comes down to the the excitement part, the adrenaline part of, uh, you know, when you have a, an animal in sight with a, a rifle, <laughs> do you feel like that <laughs> your palms get sweaty and you're like, oh my God, this is going down? You get, I mean, yeah, obviously you still probably get nervous and stuff, right? Um, I always do. I just think <clears throat> if you don't get nervous, maybe it's time to stop hunting, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, it has a lot to do with it. It's hunting's to me, it's a sport, but it's also part of our lifestyle. 
and then you harvest the meat. So you definitely get emotional and nervous. So yes, I definitely get nervous. Yeah, I got into rifle hunting probably five years ago. And the first animal I took down, Brian was with me, I shot a bear, and that was... That was pretty exciting. It was exciting. It was like a 30-yard shot. But just as adrenaline pumping as with a bow, I think. <clears throat> I think the downside of bow hunting is you do have to get really close to the game. And sometimes that is a challenge. Yeah. Um, and, and another thing with the bow, I mean, you have to know your equipment like you wouldn't believe. It's not just go out into the field and you move a couple dials and you're sighted in and you go and hunt. I mean, there's a lot more in in a bow what you got to do. You know, you got your access. You got to make sure your rest is set properly, your draw length, your arrows, your, um, your grain of your broadheads. I mean, there's numerous things to account for. And that's why bow hunting people who just go buy a bow and go out there and they're like oh then this stuff is easy you're like no dude you're not nearly ready to be bow hunting i always tell people if you're gonna bow hunt at least practice and shoot for at least a year before you even go out yeah i thought bow hunting was when i first got into it because i didn't know it, i hadn't done anything but bow hunting up until the past five years and so i didn't know what the difference was i still got excited and still pumped up and uh, i think it just depends on what you're comfortable with. We're also going to talk about, you know, certain units in the state that you live in. The units kind of apply around the whole West. You know, I think there's units that are, that may be better for bow, might be better for muzzleloader, might be better for rifle, depending on what it is. I know like certain areas that we like to hunt, it's so thick. Uh, a rifle <coughs> probably won't do you too good. You might, I mean, you could obviously do it, but it might be better with a bow. I know hunting elk in the rut is way more fun with a bow and, yeah. uh, versus hunting deer. We hunted mule deer two years in a row with the, with the bow, and that's a tough hunt with a bow. So we've seen a lot of bucks from far away, but to close that distance on a, on a buck is hard to do with a bow. Yeah, so they almost have like a hard. surprise each other almost sometimes. Yeah, you can't really call the deer in like you can the no. elk. Well, that's a lot of New Mexico hunting as well. We don't do a lot of tree stands. No, you know, no, that's no. for one thing for bow hunting, which other states do. So we're actually hunting them. So we, you have to do your research for sure when you're bow hunting. Um, stock the areas, you know, see what's out there. Know your area and know where you want to be. So that's one yeah. thing I really want to get into with bow hunting is, is the aspect of actually hunting. Yeah, and then there's those people like you're talking about like tree sands. We don't do a lot of that, but a lot of people do the ground blinds and they'll find uh, a water hole and they'll build their own ground blind and sit next to that water hole. Me, personally, I cannot sit but maybe 10 minutes. I mean, I think it's 10 minutes and it's only been like two. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind <laughs> and, of, I'm kind of we're, the same We're way. already getting antsy moving around or, or whatever, you know, and then you're like, I can't do this and I just get up. I'll rather walk miles and miles and miles than sit in one place and my father-in-law he's a he's an old school hunter and he likes to just find a spot sit there and he could sit there all day long and i just don't understand how somebody could do that but and is he successful at that he has been in the past i you know it's been a while since he's actually shot he did just fill his tag uh, recently on this january hunt and he got a 40-yard shot, but he found the buck bedded down and made a stock and got it within 40 yards and connected. So proud of him. That's his first 
Bo Kill since he was, I think, like 15 or 16 years old is what he was telling me. So oh, wow. he's pretty uh, stoked about it. I got to do the European mount on his buck. <clears throat> yeah, still hunting is so hard to do. I think, I don't know what it is. I can't sit down long enough at a water hole. And I know a lot of guys do it and they're very successful at it because they have the patience. That's the hardest thing is the patience. Patience. Whoever has the patience is, geez, hands down to them. <laughs> I know, I'd rather walk I around. I feel like I'm, if I sit down too long, I, something's walking behind me and I'm going to miss it. Yeah. And, and I always get those the EBGBs, you know, you get the or the the like the spiders crawling on you, you know, and you're like, oh my gosh, and you start scratching, and then you scratch your head, and then all of a sudden your foot itches, and then your leg and your arm, and then your back, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't sit still, and you're just moving all over the place. Yeah. It's definitely made easier with the invention of the the smartphone because I can play games sitting there. Uh, waiting and waiting and waiting yeah. but even then I still can only play Texas Hold'em for so long on the phone I'm like let's get out of here man let's go somewhere else nothing's oh, coming in gotta do something yeah <clears throat> and that's the thing you know is going back on the bow and the rifle hunts and stuff you know like with the bow you gotta play the wind and stuff like that with a rifle I don't think you I mean you have to know your wind because if it's strong winds or whatever but when you're over 100 yards away, you don't really have to worry about the animal knowing that you're there. No, Because you're so seen... far away. And that's my opinion. I don't know what like what your guys' opinion is on it, but when that deer is out there or that elk is out there in the field at two, 300 yards and you're like, oh, there's one, you know, we got to be quiet. You're like, well, what's the point of being quiet? He can't hear you. Yeah, it's pretty far away. My, my only experience with rifle has been the bear which you know we used hounds so that's a lot different we uh, treat them and and then took the shot you know, like a 30 yard shot with a rifle but yeah. uh, I've only antelope hunted you know Brian's been with me for that for those hunts and that's a lot different from I think hunting elk and uh, deer because there's nothing there there's no trees in the way there's not really deep canyons I mean you have hills and like these little bowls that you can have to glass over and stuff but you really, you can take a 300-yard shot, and antelope are definitely a little strange because they definitely have some crazy vision. Yeah, they got And they spot eyesight. you pretty quick. So I, my, I don't have a whole lot of experience rifle hunting elk or deer. So um, I don't know. Yeah. And then the whole muzzleloader, I mean, I get excited about muzzleloader because I think it'd be cool to do, and some of the units would be fun to hunt with the muzzleloader. I just... It's hard to yeah. commit because once you commit, then you got to go And that's the, the whole thing, thing with the muzzleloader is you have your bow hunt, which is the first, the very first hunt, which I like because you're the first ones out there. But then now a lot of the rut with the elk is starting to hit in with the muzzleloader hunts. So you're at high swing in a lot of units and yeah. during the muzzleloader season for elk. And being able, I've hunted a few times with the muzzleloader and I'll tell you my, my little mishap story here. So spooky. this was years ago. Um, we I didn't have a fifth wheel, anything like that. We we're sleeping in a tent. We we're the only ones out there in a tent. It started snowing. The rain tarp blows off our tent, ends up filling up the inside of the tent with powdered snow, you know, all over our uh, sleeping bags, everything. Anyways, we didn't let that stop us. You know, we're young and, and dumb. But 
Most Anyways, we were, uh, yeah, <laughs> we were up on the hill, and it was a buddy of mine and myself, and we we're driving in, and we had a bull run across the two track right in front of us. So I jump out of the truck. And I said, "I'm going to trail him, track him down." You park the truck and just follow my trail in. So as I'm, I'm kind of walking in, and I, you know, I, I don't know how far it was, maybe, you know, half a mile or so, kind of walked in there. I cross this field and I'm looking, you know, glassing the area, trying to find where he was at. And I was shooting at the time an old traditional muzzleloader, what had a hair trigger on it. And I don't know what happened, but I had the bullhorn of, of powder on and everything for that muzzleloader. And I turn around and I see my buddy was behind me and I kind of shrugged my shoulders and was like, hey, I don't know where he went. So I threw the gun over and dropped it onto my shoulder. And when I did that, that gun fired and shot off. And I don't know if it was because that hair trigger was so, I don't know, hair triggered. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Yeah, but geez. anyways, it ended up, it that gun just shot off right next to my head. And I, my buddy said that I turned as white as the snow. And I, I remember him crouching. He was crouched behind the the bushes and he was just raising real slow he was afraid that he was going to see me with my head blown off you know and it was the creepiest thing and all I could remember is we got to go after that bull we got to find him so I was trying to reload it and I couldn't do it and I just handed him the gun and he reloaded it like it was nothing you know but just be careful with those those guns man sometimes they misfire and they won't go off for a couple seconds they might go off right away they're just I don't know. I, I kind of am af- afraid of them a- ever since then, and I don't really care to hunt with a muzzleloader myself. Yeah, see, I don't know enough about muzzleloaders, and that's what freaks me out about the muzzleloaders. Like, you have your little firing cap, you shoot, and it doesn't go off. You know, do you point at the ground? Right. slowly burn it and go off? Or what's it going to do? <laughs> just you know, just I don't know how, to, how do you, you – was it breaching it so you breach it and empty it out yeah. or something like that? Well – I don't know about the newer ones. I just know those older ones. You, what we would do is we'll have to remove the nipple, what they call it, and where that cap will go on, and you throw a couple grains of powder in there. You put the nipple back on and the cap it and shoot it, and it'll just kind of lob that bullet out, you know. But is it? You just have those issues, and I think that's my biggest thing is I'm just afraid of them. I mean, I guess I'm just gonna have to get a better, newer, upgraded muzzle loader and try it again. I'll probably end up liking it. And I, I did notice, kind of switching subjects on the units, like, you know, what unit is... And I firmly believe that there are certain units that are definitely better bow units versus a rifle and a muzzleloader. There's better units for rifle hunting versus bow hunting. Obviously, it goes on vegetation. Is there canyons or your flatlands? And then I, I know throughout the West, including here in New Mexico, you, you have primitive-only units where... Bows right. and muzzleloaders are only allowed. Isn't that there's a, a lot of that. Utah? Yeah, I think they have them. I think a lot of states have those. Uh, a handful of printed only units. And like Brian touched on earlier, it does. I don't know what it is, but it seems like the muzzleloaders are really getting the rut lately. It seems like, and I don't know if it's just a psychological thing. Yeah, just whatever. You just draw a unit, and they're not rutting, and then you hear the muzzleloader guy saying, "Oh, they're running full on out." So I don't know. It, it the rut is so no one can predict that rut. That rut just starts when it starts. It seems like there's no yeah, rhyme or reason. I've read all so many 
articles and stuff on why it starts and when it starts, but none of it seems to ever Well, and that's what's, what's crazy is you might be in one unit and it, they're running like crazy, and then you find out in the joining unit over and they're just dead quiet. So you, you just never know. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> hiding in the rut, deer, I don't know how you guys were perceived the deer rut like a mule deer rut. I always thought they'd rut it in January. This is when I first got into it. And now they rut in November, apparently. <laughs> And I grew up, I'm sure everyone here grew up, especially back in the 90s, you grew up watching a lot of whitetail dudes using rattling and using their that grunting call. Yeah. And, like, none of that worked at all out here in the West. Like, I, I don't know if, has anybody, does yeah, anybody know never, that it was successfully ra- rattled in a, a mule deer or Not that I'm aware of. I, I don't know. I'm sure people have. Have you heard of anybody there? I haven't heard of anybody. Um, that's something new. I'd like to try it as well, but I haven't heard of anybody riding on yeah. that. The rut definitely brings out those <clears throat> those bigger mule deer that are hiding way in there that you may have not seen all year long that come out of the, mm-hmm. the nooks and crannies of the mountains. Yeah, there's well, certain yeah, units sure. I know they say the better time to hunt that particular unit will be in January because the people who live out there, they see them, and they're like, yeah, come out in January if you want to shoot yourself a monster. Yeah, and then typically those late-season hunts, like I know in Arizona and here, it's a bow hunt. Yeah. You know, it's not a rifle. So, yeah, it's bow. Uh, for you bow guys, take advantage of it. That's what's nice with our bow hunt for deer in certain units. You can hunt September and January, Yeah, which yeah. is awesome. I mean, Use some of the units what we've been putting in for is just uh, September only. Um, but you know, it, it's still, it's hard if you end up drawing that and elk at the same time, cause then you're hunting both in September and if you're in separate units, it makes it hard. So if you had that January hunt, then you could just bypass the September hunt, hunt your elk and then go in January for your deer. And that's a good, I don't know if you caught what you were talking about. <coughs> um, so you, you like bow hunting and rifle hunting, you know, in most states you could probably go, okay. I'm going to bow hunt elk, but I'm going to deer rifle because it didn't start till November, and the bows typically start September, September and some yep. places even mid-August. So you could get both hunts in and not cross each other, not worrying about having to dedicate too much time to one hunt versus another, where you actually could split the two up and go, yeah, I can do the full amount of days for the bow hunt, and then so many days for the, your rifle hunt, which is later on. You know, yeah, and if you play later, your cards right, you got to do your research. You do your, your play your cards right, then... You could end up making all that happen and coincide with the way you want to hunt. Yeah, same with the muzzleloader as well. So mm-hmm. if you like the muzzleloader, you can coordinate to where you're you, be hunting in you're October. Really hunting October muzzleloader and then rifle in November, December, or you know, back into the bow hunt where you're bow hunting in September and then uh, muzzleloading in October. Yeah, um, makes it good. So back on like your, you know what some of the units you know hunting in uh what do you weapon you prefer you know is it is it better to hunt in a certain unit with a bow than it is with a, the rifle but it all depends you know i mean hunting in that thick country yeah it's nice to be able to be in there because you're going to be up close and personal with a bow and you're not going to be able to get that rifle shot because you throw your rifle up and all you're going to do is see this big old blur because you know unless if you're shooting like a little um, 30-30 lever action open sights open or something sight, like yeah. that, you know, you could pull that off pretty easy. But other than that, you can just walk through there in that thick country 
with a, a bow and just have your arrow knocked and ready because you never know if something's going to jump out. Especially if you're elk hunting, you could usually smell them and know that something's in there. Yeah. But I, I know that unit that we like to hunt down south, what sucks about it, or that's good and bad. Like, good parts are, it's awesome to hunt during the bow hunt because they're running like you wouldn't believe in there. Mm-hmm. But down, you know, in that lower country where it's <laughs> a lot more wide open, the canyons are bigger. Uh, there's less vegetation and you can spot them everywhere but the problem is you're you know a quarter mile away or you're or one canyon over 300 yards away and in the bow yeah mm-hmm. that's not going to happen and if he's on the move yeah good luck i mean right you but your best <clears throat> strategy at that point is just watching him and maybe you catch him bedding and then that's your plan is to catch him in the bed yeah but well yeah. It, it was like where we hunted up uh up north you know, it's a awesome uh, bow hunting unit, you yeah. know, but then I had that bear tag and I'm sitting across a canyon and I spot three bears and it was 400 yards away. If I had a rifle, yeah, it would have been, I would have had my bear tag filled in a heartbeat, but you can't, you're, you're like, okay, well with a bow, now I got to sneak down there, try and get up on the other side in time and it it's thick you can't you know and it's steep and to be able to be quiet and sneak up on a bear you know with your bow was a little bit harder to i mean not a little bit it's a lot harder to do than when you could just spot them across the canyon and shoot yeah and that's what sucks about hunting burns you know a lot of guys especially on social media lately are like hunt the burns and and they even have Areas where you can see where the recent burns were at. I think a recent burn are fine because usually the vegetation hasn't returned yet. You know, you might have a little bit on the ground, but nothing crazy. But if it's been, it's like a five-year-old burn. Yeah. Uh, good luck. You're, you're ain't. Yeah. You're not sneaking so up thick. on anything. It's way too thick. Yeah. Uh, between the your hunting saplings little, and everything else. And yeah. And you're trying to you. walk through these little tunnels. What the the game has made, but dude. Good luck, even with a bow. I mean, it's it's so no, it's gonna, so hard. It's not gonna happen. I've tried walking through some of that stuff, and you're just like, yeah, <laughs> this is dumb. And light up quits, and <laughs> you get all this twigs and branches stuck up in your bow cams, and you're like, forget it, I'm out, yeah. and it just frustrates you so bad. Yeah, you're just like, I, I give up. Yeah, the unit that you hunted in uh, was it last year, Vic? Would you think <coughs> it was better for bow or better? <clears throat> Because you rifle hunted, did you think you think bow would be really hard in that area? Well, I don't know if it'd be hard. You'd have to definitely do your research and do. But kind of areas we were in, we were in those burn areas, so it was a lot yeah. of open. Yeah, a lot of those burn. <coughs> so we, for the rifle, it was good. We, you know, there's some long shots we had that? to do. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what you know was that again? <coughs> well, we'll have to uh, discuss that in the future. We'll discuss that off, right. off record. But, off um, the record. But no, it was good. It, there was a lot of glassing, a lot of walking, a lot of open areas where we were. You know, there were some pine areas <clears throat> as well, but where we were hunting, it was wide open. So rifle was definitely the key for us, which I was successful in that hunt. Yeah. So it worked out good. Yeah, well, and what's crazy is, you know, I think it just comes down to preference. You know, yeah. Is one unit better or not? Probably, yeah, you could debate it all you want, but in reality, look at your father-in-law. I know exactly where he was hunting at. He showed me. And I've been down to your father-in-law's area where he was hunting at, and there is nothing to hide behind. The grass yeah, is not even knee high over there. Yeah, and it, you, you'll you have a few bushes here and there, but it's, it's crazy. And it, it's almost more just antelope country. Yeah, I would have guessed awesome rifle yeah. country. 
Bogue, yeah, right, it ain't gonna happen, man. It's right, I would never open. expected on where he shot that buck that he was gonna mm-hmm. get a deer. You know, when you told me, I was and that's I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, when you brought the buck in to do the euro on it, it's a nice. I mean, it's a nice six yeah, point a nice buck, six point you know? buck, it's, buck it's nice for, especially three. for the area. It's not really known for, you know, people don't think of that unit as like, oh, that's a go-to unit for deer. And so we knew there were deer in there from trail cams, but we never we thought about hunting it. But we we just we actually we put it in our draw, huh? We just landed up drawing our first yeah, choice brother. We drew our, our first choice than our. I, I think, think that was, was our second. Our second? Yeah, second yeah it was our second. We just didn't draw, or we would have hunted it quite a bit. But um, it was cool that your final guy down there, and, uh, and Brian was saying he didn't even try September. He just waited all the way till January and and got it done in January. Yep, they cool. have uh, one more weekend left. To fill one more tag, so um, how long was that hunt? I don't know. I think it's two weeks. Two weeks. I think that yeah, I think that late January was like two weeks. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, it's been so long since I no, hunted a January hunt. I hunted once in January and froze my little tushy yeah. off. That's, That's for the sure. Brutal part about doing it's cold, hunt. man. Yeah, it's too, and then this winter, if you don't know, we got blasted with a two nasty winter storms that brought almost record lows for temperatures and it was really miserable uh, yeah some places got close to three feet yeah three feet in the one in the one dumping so pretty crazy yeah it's Look. definitely been one of the coldest winters in a while yeah. which should be for a great spring but that's tough getting out there at this time you know for sure well, that is gonna be interesting to see when animals made it through this snow because we haven't had a winter like this and probably yeah i'm sure there's gonna be some winter kill yeah I, we never last year i don't we, I think the mountains never received over a foot of snow. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was pretty bad last and year. And we do a lot of shed hunting. We won't get into that because that's way too top secret. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not giving up. <laughs> we worked way too hard to figure <laughs> out yeah. some nice spots to It's too lucrative to go shed that. hunting, man. It's already tough as it is. But I don't think well, one deadhead, and it was an old deadhead too. It wasn't mm-hmm. even fresh, right? That one that had that weird... Uh, yeah, like a messed up pedicle or something like that. That was the only yeah. one, right? Yeah, and then much, that was yeah. it. And I think the year before we found four or five. Or yeah, we found quite heads, a bit, quite a few deadheads. And I think this winter, and the snows up north are so deep. I think it's just gonna, it's gonna, be, yeah, it's gonna change things quite a bit. Yeah, good or bad, sure. I don't know. Yeah, it does provide a good spring. Yeah, the animals so. that were. <laughs> Having a hard time, probably won't make it through this winter. Yeah. So back on uh, the rifle hunts, you know, like we've hunted. Um, I wanted to hunt antelope last year with my bow, and <laughs> I, you know, I just I think it's a great accomplishment to be able to shoot uh, an antelope with your bow. So I was like, heck yeah, man, I'm going to try this. Get out there, and we drove around. You know, we always go at least a day, uh, if not two days, before our hunt actually starts. Um, every time we go on a hunt, but we get out there, and we weren't seeing as many antelope as we did the year before. And reason being is they were in a drought last year up the up north. So, anyways, in the long story short, I ended up shooting it with a my rifle. And it was just because I wasn't seen as many because I wanted to try and make a few stocks and try and get in close enough to make that that bow shot on an antelope. And I was like, you know what? There isn't as many, so just make it quick and get it done. So got the rifle and went out and was able to fill my tag opening morning, you know, and I was able to sneak in 
just over it was just over 100 yards when I I shot my antelope but you know it's it could have I got closer I probably could have and I would have but I wasn't trying I wasn't trying to sneak in you had a rifle so I had a rifle so it was a big deal yeah, you weren't thinking about. You know, I just kind of walked straight in and then got down on my hands and knees, crawled in the last, you know, 50, 60 yards or whatever until I figured I was like, oh, that's close enough, you know. And I ranged it. It was just over 100 yards. I'm not too sure exactly, but I made that shot and got it done. Well, actually, I had to make more than one shot, but that's besides the point. Um, How many more than one? Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to discuss. That. I wasn't there. Ah, that I, say this. I heard four shots, but I wasn't uh, there. I was somewhere else in hey, the canyon. But she would result, not go down. You got it done. So that's a good thing. Yeah. And and you probably heard me say she. It's a. It was a doe antelope. Um, up north, you could actually purchase ranch uh, ranch tags for antelope as a buck or a doe. So that's the thing, and you, I mean, everybody wants to. Oh, I can't get drawn. I can't get drawn. Well, if you want to hunt, there's always a way. If there's yeah, a will, there's a way. The so. so there's always a way, and if there's a will, there's a way, and you just network and make. How many phone calls did I make? I oh, mean, dude, man, I Eric made makes fifty phone calls. I would say hundreds oh, yeah, of phone calls. Hundreds. You know, the first time when we decided to do it, we found out we didn't <clears> draw. We were on the phone immediately. Yeah. That's all. Making like, we're phone hunting, calls. Period. That's gonna happen <clears> when you're. We found uh, what uh, elk tags for a really good price. Yeah, and then um, Vic's over here. He's the lucky one. He draws for antelope. Draws. I mean, that's nice. Yeah, but, was but it took me eight years before I drew. Yeah, but how long ago was that last draw you got for mm-hmm. antelope? Five years ago. Five years. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to draw eight, for antelope. Drew for one. I haven't drawn yeah, drawn in five, so it does take some time. But we even put in for bow antelope last year. We're like, yeah, we got a better chance of drawing, and yeah, that didn't even happen. <laughs> that, no, that didn't happen. Yeah, right. I mean, it's it's hard to draw antelope. So no matter what, if you just be like, you know what, I'm put in, just put in for whatever weapon your choice is, and yeah, for antelope here, just keep your just fingers crossed because man, if you get it, you you just won the lottery. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about another podcast on hunting out of states because we are, I don't know what we're leaning on going up to Wyoming, yeah, to to go hunt. Well, yeah, Eric is totally committed yet, but he's um, over there. Yeah. Who he's the guy point. with the points, and point. here I am. I didn't get. <laughs> and I bought it. I didn't buy any points, so um, I ended up buying that late season uh, elk tag. And if you don't live in Wyoming, you can buy a point. They're not that expensive. I think. Yeah. On average, it's like $30 a point. But you have to buy a point for every individual animal. So that starts to add up. Like if you want a point for moose, elk, deer. Yeah, and the prices are, no, they vary from yeah, deer like all the way up to like the moose or whatever. Yeah. So if you buy a point for all of the game, yeah, you're starting to look at a couple hundred bucks. Um, Vic, do you think you'll ever transition over to a bow, possibly? And the reason I ask that is because it's expensive. I mean... Well, that's it kind is. of the main thing. The startup's expensive. Yeah, the startup. But, you know, there's a lot of options, too, that you can get a used to start. You know, as me starting, I would recommend buying used, something decent to get started. Make sure you like it. Too. Yeah. Don't make that big yeah, investment if you're not really going to enjoy it. Yeah. Because, you know, you can invest double the amount that you would, and you may not enjoy it, and then now, now what? So. Now just my it. suggestion is which I'm going to do because yes I do want to make that transition I'm going to start used you know a decent used one don't get me wrong nothing yeah. old but you know something not brand new get used to it and make sure that's what I really want to do and then go from there I think well, the if I part. ever sell my old bow 
I will let you know. <laughs> okay, well, definitely yeah, well, let me know. You know, that's one good thing about this community <laughs> that's here, our hunting community. We know enough people that we could probably find one, and you know, and I have enough teachers to help me and get out there and do it. So yeah, and so I bought awesome. that training bow that that uh, Acubo will would help uh, strengthen you know your muscle memory and stuff like that. You know, what helps with shooting your bow. So. I just need to remember to bring it in. Well, yeah, that's one thing. It's not just getting the bow, too. Like, as Brian was saying, and Eric as well, that um, if there's a technique in bow hunting and actually pulling the bow, getting it ready. Just pulling it and back, just yeah. Just pulling it back is tough. You know, I'm a little guy, too, and you just got to remember to hold it and be able to hold it. And then, you know, you're nervous enough with a rifle. Imagine being with a bow, trying to hold it back, trying to pull it back, being quiet, <laughs> have an animal close. So there's so many variables to oh, it. Oh, yeah. You know, and then it's, it's, so it's unbelievable. And I've been on the hunts. I've just never actually, actually got yeah. to you launch an arrow an animal. So. Oh, it'll dry fire. You'll... You'll miss oh, fire. You'll, oh you'll shoot God. that arrow up into the sky, and you'll you'll Hopefully do it. I mean, everybody's had their issues. I mean, you could yeah. go down to the archery store or the archery shops, you know, and go in their range, and you just look up, and you'll see all the arrows stuck up there from people drawing <laughs> up in the air and pointing that, you know. So, but yeah, there's a te- you you think you know. I think I shoot like I want to say my new bow is set at sixty three pounds. My old one was. 65 66 something like that I, I don't know exactly but anyways I had him set the new one at 63 pounds but you think about it 63 pounds you're like oh that's nothing oh that's a back. lot when you're trying to pull yeah, it yeah when you yeah. try and draw that thing back and you'll be surprised and it's all it's a there's a technique and once you get that technique down then you start and you'll get sore you know but you're, you're pulling that back I don't know when you're out there in the range and you're shooting arrow after arrow after arrow you get tired and then you start shaking. It's just like shooting a gun when you're sighting it in. You shoot, and you're like, oh, man, that first one, you're like, you're like, not bad. And then, you know, Four you're... Four five into it. Yeah, your you're five, six rounds in, and then you start feeling it, and then you're ten rounds in, and you're like, okay, I got to stop, man, because my shoulder is killing me because it's just taking a beating. Yeah, but it's just like, let me sock you in the arm... And then 10, when you're fifteen times when you're pulling, I can. when you're pulling the bow though, you have your arm that you're pulling it with, and your other arm that you're holding it with. So it's yeah. a little you do start little shaking different too. Oh, and then yeah. uh, stance and there's a lot of when I transitioned because I use, I didn't use releases, and so when I got my newer bow, everyone said I had to shoot a release. So I yeah, I bought a release. That. What do you then, mean by uh, a release? The what? oh, for reals? One of the. Yeah, for your bow, because you don't pull them back with your fingers? No, no, I always did. Yeah, well, you we can. Finger release, or well, you have your thumb, did, that's how thumb trigger. But that's how we all learned, right? So now with these new trigger yeah. releases are kind of nice. So yeah. a we buddy all of ours... We Vic like he was an idiot for a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <I> just, <laughs> so we're like, what do you mean a release? You know, some of us, <laughs> some of the listeners may not know <laughs> what the release is. That's true, that's true. Some people may not know what the release is. You're absolutely right. So sorry to interrupt never, I never did in the beginning, right? No. Until I learned. So a good friend of ours offered a release that uh, it doesn't clip on like your traditional one. It just really has like a it's just like, like a, a hook, horn, a hook horn almost. Yeah, thing. and so it doesn't clamp. If you were to to cock your wrist too far to the right, it'll release on its own. Mm-hmm. And he tells me the story like, oh, be careful because you're probably gonna punch yourself in the face once. And I'm like, well, I'll. Yeah, then I'm whatever. all worried and scared. Yeah, like whatever. I'll, I'll be all right. Like I've never seen this bow. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, long. Yeah, like a week into it. Sure enough, man, I drew back and 
the arrow popped off. I don't know what even what happened. All of a sudden, I socked myself in my face. I thought I shot my teeth out of my mouth. Freaking hurt, man. <laughs> Bad. Yeah, you gotta be careful. I mean, and you draw even with the clamp. Just always keep that finger off that trigger when you're yeah, pulling but, it back. Yeah. It's just like with a gun. Keep your finger off, off the, the trigger, trigger until you're ready to shoot. And always point it in a safe direction as well, right? Yeah. R A B C. Exactly. I mean, it, it goes along it's with same everything. With the, every same weapon, with the bow. So just always keep that in mind, you know. And I'm constantly yelling at the kids, you know, shoot when they're shooting, or my little one when he's shooting his bow. You know, I'm like finger off the trigger, you know, and shooting the gun, finger off the trigger, and you got to instill that in their heads, you know. And so if you're new to shooting a bow, the same concept, you know, I. Talking with my wife, I bought her a bow last year, and yeah, she we had a, a bow shooting competition the other day, a family one for Christmas, and yeah, she beat me, you know, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, it's just a nat- that natural talent she has, you know, and I had to teach her, you know, drawing it back smoothly, holding it, you know, and basically kind of dialed her in, and then down to a uh, uh, the archery or the hit or miss archery here in Albuquerque and they uh, finished setting her up and completed the whole tuning of her bow and getting her ready to go but that that release is something new you know if a lot of the traditional shooters obviously they shoot with fingers but they shoot compounds the same way you know a lot of people like Eric was saying he used to do that yeah I, I used and he's actually thinking of going going back back, you know and i'm like hey if that's what makes you comfortable i mean you'll have to change his draw length and stuff like that but that's easily done you know but if he shoots better and is more comfortable doing it that way then do it that way i think you know i think one time i was practicing and i went outside to go fire off a couple arrows i didn't even have my release and drew back and shot and realized that i had didn't have the release i'm surprised even made the shot but I realized I didn't even have the release on, so I, yeah, I'm kind of in this, this dilemma of do I go back to just traditional using my fingers on a compound bow, which I know a lot of people say no, avoid it. But I don't know. I, I feel like I grouped when I was way better uh, using my just using my fingers traditionally versus a, a release. Um, so the other day we put on Instagram what questions you had for us and discussions we could talk about on the podcast and so this is a question I'm going to bring up Jessica I won't say her last name from I think she's from Tucson Arizona brought up a pretty good question is the question is how you how do we balance our life firefighting and hunting that's a good that's what we do we're all three of us our full-time fathers grandpa Vic over here. He's a grandpa. I have grandchildren. And Nobert also, he's a father, but he's not here today. He he was a little under the weather, so he didn't come to work this morning. But he'll be here this evening. Maybe tomorrow on another podcast, but we'll see. Probably. Um, Work full-time firefighter jobs, which, you know, that's a full-time job. And how do we squeeze in hunting at the same time without, uh, you know, Making people really upset. <laughs> I your, piss uh, my wife off one. every single uh, every single year. That's yeah, definitely always a challenge to get out. It there is and a go. challenge, and it's hard, but it can be done. You just have to. Um, I think it's compromise. You know, you just understand that your loved one wants you around, and I think just I think maybe involving them with maybe a lot. Like for me, the scouting. I took her. I took my wife out scouting and the kids to go check game cameras. 
and we made it kind of like a, a camping trip. We didn't go camping. We just went like day camping. You know, we visited a couple uh, local yeah. hotspots for the scenery, and then we checked cameras, and everybody enjoyed it. So I think getting them more involved in the scouting process uh, gets them excited, and um, then when it comes to the hunt where you're gone for, you know, five plus days, you know, it's maybe not yeah. as bad. And and working with the firefighting and hunting, it, you know, the our schedule is it's an amazing schedule. So it allows us plenty of time off, um, so that way we could actually have our our four days off. <laughs> You know, and we go out, and so we're out there in the mountains for four days. You know, yeah. we come back, and we, we work for the two days straight, but then we're able to trade, and we have vacation and stuff like that. So if we're able to put in for our vacations, you know, and get it, then, you know, that's that's how we're able to, to be able to hunt as much as we do and be out, be able to do the podcasts and the, the YouTube and the Instagrams and all that kind of stuff. What we're doing is we have that time. And we all work together on the same shift. Excuse me, on the same shift, the same crew. So it's it's easier for us to to work things, and we're able to work all our hunts around our schedules. Yeah, this job definitely makes hunting a lot easier. I think I, I could imagine having a regular forty hour work week in in hunting. I don't I don't know how those guys do it. I mean, I think if that's more of a challenge than our schedule. Our schedule. Even if, you know, like Brian said, we work two days on, then we're off four days. Four days, you can do a lot of scouting and stuff like that. 